Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. I think I left too much time on that intro. Yeah, it was a little bit. It's like 30. It's like for me for a talk up, like in a radio station. Sure. Where like, I'm, we're going to talk over it. Like, yeah. We didn't, though. Yeah, we didn't. Maybe we'll we start don't. doing that. Maybe we'll do that. It's kind of weird to do. Greg, first December edition of Hawk Talk. Yeah. The holiday season is upon us. It's a beautiful time of year. It is. I love Christmas. I love Christmas, too. Uh, I got a tree for my office. I'll be putting it up today. <laughs> a, small, nice. a small tree for the table. Very nice. Um, in the full swing of basketball season, mm-hmm. which is exciting and fun. And our our guest today will uh, bring some more insight on that, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're going to mention this quickly and move on, but the men's team got their first win. Uh, me and you will talk about that a little bit yeah, more we'll get to depth. that later on. Yeah. Uh, big results in track and field. A couple new records set, which seems like every week in, in swimming uh, and, and diving. But what we're really going to uh, focus on today is is our women's basketball team, um, who is off to a pretty good start. Uh, really just a couple buckets away from, from being almost undefeated. Yeah, five and three could, could be seven and one. Uh, you know the last seven games they've been in, um, teams played well, and I'm excited yeah. for uh, our guest today, a long-standing hawk, somebody I feel like has been on campus for a long time. Yeah, so today's today's guest, we're going to welcome her right in, is uh, none other than senior forward Lucy Thomas. Lucy, Hi, Lucy. welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for uh, agreeing to come on and and be uh, a guest on the show. Um, so I think I don't want to say surprising because I don't want to, that sounds like I was expecting you guys to have like a mediocre year, but uh, five and three and, and really close to being seven and one, like how has this year started off for, for you guys as a team and for you personally? Uh, yeah, we started off, you know, five and three, really good record right now. Um, we had the other few losses, like Layola was a really heartbreaker because it was like a one, two point game. So, I mean, we're still growing and we're still cleaning up things that we need to fix that we see throughout the games. And we're just really excited that we're getting these opportunities just to get better and grow as a team. So, yeah. Yeah, that Loyola game two-point loss, the only other uh, loss that was close is uh, Brown was a one-point loss. So yeah. when Gary and I were saying, like, you guys really could be 7-1, and one, which would be an awesome start, not that 5-3 and three isn't. Um, re- really exciting and <clears throat> this is the second year under Coach Bogus. Um, she brought a couple pieces in, um, but really, it's it's the same team or the, the core of the team is very uh, similar to to what it was last season. Um, what kind of changed for you guys? Was it just working out in the off season? Was it just getting more comfortable? Yeah, we still have like a large group of upperclassmen, so like just the experience there. And then in the summer, we really pushed and. We really focus on like pace of play and just 
um, running out in transition, trying to be like a faster team. So a lot of conditioning and just getting up and down with each other, just gelling. So that really helped a lot. Lucy, Greg introduced you as a, a senior, um, and we talked about it a little before we came on, on here, but senior is so subjective these days, right? Because everybody has an extra COVID year and fifth year and sixth year, and there's, I think, some seventh years now. Um, do you feel like it's been five years? Or has it flown by? Do you feel like you've been in this program in your fifth season? Um, Yes, and, like, Yes, it definitely flew by, but <laughs> it does feel like I've been here for five years. I think it's COVID, like right? Yeah, COVID was just like a weird year. So, like, I just with that, I don't know. It does feel like I've been here for a long time, <laughs> but it's always good to be here. So, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna roll back. You go to St. Rose with like half of the team currently. <laughs> um, Gary fist pumping because he happens to live in Bradley Beach. Well, I lived in Belmont for years. It's my hometown team. It is your hometown team, but <laughs> you have no association other than renting an apartment there. That's, I love Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you go to St. Rose and like talking up and down with some of the, the coaches and other sports, you know, one of the things that we kind of, yeah, uh, is a hurdle you have to get over is sometimes when somebody goes to high school so close to, to, the, to Monmouth, even if they're a great student athlete, uh, and they love the school and they love the coaches. It's just there's a hurdle to get to get them to want to kind of stay home instead of like going out and being you know anywhere from two to ten hours away. Uh, but you chose you know from Ocean you chose chose to stay around here. Uh, how come? Honestly, the time of my decision it was with the coaching and then just like the area and I also liked that being local was like a place where my family could just come and watch home games. A lot of people did um, ask me, like, oh, why did you pick here? It's so close to home. You didn't want to go out. But um, honestly, that didn't really affect my decision. Like, it's still, like, being away from home in a way, even though I'm so close. And, like, I've met great people along the way. So I'm actually, I don't know. It was just, it was just a good decision for me at the time. So I kind of stuck with it. Yeah. yeah, and we hear that, too. It's like, you don't have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like really you don't. get housing and like, you know, but I, I think there is something to be said for like having your parents close to where if there is something like a grandmother's birthday or whatever, yeah. like you can just go home and it's not a big deal. So, um, but I'm always interested to kind of, kind of see that, uh, back along the, the St. Rose kind of line, like what's it like playing with some of the same players that you played with in high school, like in college, like it's pretty special. I don't think it happens a lot. Yeah, especially me, Levin, and Jen on the same team. It's it's really cool. Like, I don't know, just, like, being with them in high school and now, like, it's just a good connection. And, like, I'm just glad I get the opportunity to spend my last year with those two, too. So, excited. Does, does that help on the court? Like, do you and, for instance, I mean, Levin is kind of new to this year, you know, only, like, eight games in or whatever. But for Jen Loro, you've played with her for years. Uh is there like a extra connection of on the court being like, okay, I know what she's thinking. She knows what I'm thinking because now it's been like eight years of you guys playing together. <laughs> In a way. Yeah. Cause you still know their tendencies and stuff. So like that always helps from high school to now. And obviously it's gotten better since we developed more in college, but yeah, in a way it's the connection is still there. <laughs> uh, talking about you and Jen and, and, you're both fifth-year seniors. You've been in the program. You've been in the program since you started. Um, and Jen joined you, I think, a year in. Or mm -hmm. um, 
she spent, I know she spent a year at, at UMass Lowell, but you guys have kind of formed a role with Coach Bogus this year of of being those two senior leaders or veterans off the bench. Um, what kind of goes into that uh, that role, and, and what was that conversation like with Coach when it was like, yeah, well, I want you to be the one that comes off the bench and brings energy and, and brings a, a veteran role, uh, you know, onto the court? Yeah, um, you know, as um, you said before, like, leaders, we've been here for a long time, like, just showing, even though we come off the bench, like, we're still going to do our job and give our all when we're out there, so just showing even the younger classmen just to go hard in practice and do the things that coach says, like, just to help them gain those um, skills just for when they get older and throughout the program, and I don't know, just working hard is just the main thing. Just really got to just go out there and do your job. But, I mean, it's been pretty well, so I'm just going to keep going with that. No, it's, I think it's, it's an important thing, right? I mean, a lot a lot of people get caught up in starting and not starting, and really it doesn't matter who's on the court at the beginning of the game. It matters who's on the court at the end of the game. Um, and I think we've seen that with how well Mammoth's played Um Having that depth is so important off the bench with, with Jen and Lucy, especially as as seniors that they're never gonna you're never gonna come into a role that you haven't seen before, right? You're never gonna come into a situation that you've never dealt with. I mean, you've played in, I'm assuming, well over 100 games here. Yeah, um, 105. So, well, there you go. Um, so it's got to be, you know, there's got to be a part of you that's like, I, there's nothing I haven't seen. Like I'm gonna come off the bench and and be able to contribute to this team in so many different ways, um, whether it's coming and play defense, whether it's come in and, and um, you know, get touches, whether it's come in and, and, you know, bring energy. I think those are all areas that, at least from what I see when I watch you guys play, are so important to what Coach Bogus wants to do. Is that is that something you see? Um, is that something you see within this group? For sure, yeah. Like, um, I feel like not having a starting role, you can't just like get in your head about that like you just go out there and play like you're still getting your minutes like I just feel like give it your all while you're out there and just I don't know just don't get in your head about that but I think it's been working pretty well so I don't know yeah I would say it's working really well and it, it um it's uh it's just got to be and obviously it's a question for coach Bogus, but it's like got to be like a huge relief to be like man I I, I have all these players that I can put in at any time during a game and they have game experience and they're going to get me points um, and they're going to get me stops and they're going to get me rebounds. And I mean, how many people in the country have a fifth year senior that comes off the bench averaging 10 and a half points and six rebounds? Like, I don't Nobody. It just, <laughs> it just it speaks to like, just speaks to the change in the culture and, and, and how, um, you guys are all kind of doing it together, and I'm, and and we all know like, and we'll get into the CA in a little bit, but we all know like the step into the CA was like a huge jump. Um, we said it on the last podcast, you know, I think probably women's basketball, maybe the lacrosse is, is the biggest step up from where we were to where we are now. You can make an argument for football, but um, I really do think that, and I believe that. So I'm excited to watch what you guys do against, you know, a, a league that does get two teams into the NCAA tournament. Um, and, and so how, how special is that for you to, to, you know, leave here as a CAA student athlete? Like, 
is that something that like when we made the announcement, I guess about a year ago, uh, right around this time last year, was that something that you personally and that the team was like hyped about? Yeah, for sure. Like hearing about the CAA and just like, you know, it's a step up. So I don't know, just excited to see new teams, new competition and just being able to be a part of that for my last year too. That's what's really exciting just to branch out from the Mac and then just experience this. I think that's, just a really exciting part about it too. Yeah, and I think that the the pieces are in place. I think they're going to surprise some people uh, along the way. I, I think you know whenever you switch conferences, people are like, "Oh, well, they're a MAC team," or "Oh, they're you know they're a Big South team," or you know when we went to the MAC for oh they were an NEC team, and it didn't take long for any of those teams to get like competitive. And right. I think that this team with the the senior leadership that it has. I think we're going to go and, and play some of these teams and they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. This this isn't a MAC team. Right. This is a, a, an old team. Yeah, for Not sure. Not old. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and the good thing about, like, non-conference games, it's it's building us up to just prepare for conference. So, like, having the opportunity to play all these different teams and just, like, still gelling together, still working out things we need to work on. Like, it's going to help us when conference starts. I think that's what Coach Boggess has done such a good job with the non-conference schedule, just looking at it. You have some – you kind of bookend it with two high majors, right? You go St. John's, you end with BYU. Um, and then in the middle, you have some really competitive mid-majors with Loyola and Brown and Navy, um, you know, teams that you're not playing high majors every night and you're not, you know, playing these these – crazy levels of competition, but you're also not playing teams that are supposed to finish in the bottom of their leagues. I mean, you're playing some really competitive schools. That has to be, um, you know, it has to be exciting for you guys and it has to be fun to, to play against such a high level of competition and beat some of these teams. I mean, you look at up and down 20 point win over Navy, um, you know, overtime win over NJIT, who, who's usually pretty competitive. Um, that schedule has to prepare you guys, I think, for, for the CAA. Is that something you guys believe internally when you, when the schedule comes out in the non-conference schedule, like, all right, this is this is pretty competitive, uh, and, and this will get us ready for, for the league? For sure, yeah. Looking at the teams, like, as we see, it's just going to help us prepare, like I said. And um, I don't know. The competition, it's been it's been good. It's been keeping us on our toes some games. So we're just still going to gel from that and um, just fix the things we have to. So when we get to the CAA, we're ready. <laughs> So we haven't seen things we haven't seen before. And exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. What um what is one of those things that you think you guys can do better as a team? Um, well, for sure, coach has brought up about re- our rebounding, but um, I feel like each game we're trying to take a step up. Even ORBs, that's a big thing too. Getting the offensive boards, so definitely been working on that. And um, pace of play too, just getting up and down, trying to beat teams in transition. That's one of the main things, too, I would say. Having been here, we were just talking about the schedule and, and the non-league. You've you've played a lot of games like we talked about uh, here at Monmouth. What's one atmosphere or, or place or team that we played against that you really remember? Not necessarily a game, but but uh, you know, a cool opponent or, or somewhere you went that was like, yeah, I'm glad we played them. Wait, this past year or this year? In your in general, career. My yeah. career? Oh. We'll, we'll do both. Go your overall and then this year, too. Oh, wow. Too. Okay. Well, let me think. It's been. It's been a, there's been a, probably a lot of road trips. been a lot of. Logged a lot of miles. I would say, honestly, when we traveled to 
California and Arizona. That was a really good experience just because I've never been on the West Coast. So that and just like the games we were playing and like the competition. So I think that was a really cool experience, especially for that. And then our Dominican Republic trip. That was a good experience. Looks cool. looks fun. Yeah, it was fun, but it's <laughs> another one. And then from this year. Now, you still haven't gone out to BYU. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> well, um, oh, let's see. <laughs> still have a lot of new CA gyms. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Maybe, maybe if I did this question a little later. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll revisit it uh, <laughs> later in the season when you guys are winning the CAA. We'll have you back on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how was it playing? I mean, Coach Boggess said that the St. John's that St. John's team was was the best team that uh, you know. Obviously, she's familiar being at Marquette that 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 he's had. Uh, you open right up with with uh, a Big East team and a good Big East team. Um, what was it like playing there and just kind of? playing that level of talent? Um, I mean, it's a good experience. Um, first time playing St. John's in my five years, so <laughs> that was new. But, um, I mean, really good team. Like, we tried our best, and I feel like just that whole game, um, yeah, the outcome wasn't what we expected, but I think every game we're just – we learn and we get better from. So I think that was just the main thing about that. I know Coach Boggess is really excited about the the youth on this team um, and her her first real recruiting class this year um, with with the three girls that came in. Um, what do you see out of that group, those three freshmen, and how have you been able to kind of I don't want to say mentor, but you know, be a fifth year senior to to three freshmen? Um, and you know, what do you see their futures looking like? Yeah. Um three freshmen they're they're really hard workers and I see their future being really great like they every day you just see the growth of them and like from the summertime till now there's like big there's really big change within them and they're like learning the system I know coming out of high school right into college like the game is just faster everything's new so like just helping them when they need it and like getting them through that especially like with not just basketball but school everything they need anything just being there for them and just even everyone's usually just like just there for them I'm just gonna say but <laughs> but like with basketball wise like um just their skills and what they've developed so far it's just really really nice to see and like you get excited for them because it's like oh they couldn't do that maybe in the summer but now they're doing that now and I think that's like the really big thing about it it's coach King Rice talks about this a lot um and obviously the men's team is a little younger, but the the COVID year has created this weird kind of um, situation on rosters where you have players like Jen and Lucy who are like well into their twenties, and then you have these eighteen year old girls coming in that are just like wide eyed and starting their college career, and um, it's kind of created this funny like age gap where you, you almost feel like it's two different, um, you know, two different worlds. But have you kind of experienced that a little bit? I get what they're saying. But um, honestly, I feel like what we are as a team and how we, like, connect with each other and talk, like, I feel like we don't let that affect, in, like, in a kind of way. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, we have 
I love who's like our youngest. So, <laughs> I mean, I've been there when I came to college, I was 17. <laughs> but um, honestly, I don't think that gets in the way, really. We just are all like the same around each other and goofy, fun, and like loving. So, yeah, I think, I mean, certain things can get in the way, but like not that <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, if, if you can describe the team in, in, in one way, is it like fun? Like, are you guys having fun now? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely fun, loving, you know, it's your group of sisters. So you got to make the best of it every day and we're with each other 24 seven. So <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is just how much time you spend. You know, like I'm always surprised sometimes when, when like I'll talk to one of our student athletes and be like, oh, who do you live with? And they'll be like, oh, I live with X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, I, what do they play? And they're like, oh, they don't play anything. I'm just like friends with them. And like because most of you guys spend so much time with your teammates. And when you're not with your teammates, you're with other teams like socially and eating and all that other kind of stuff. Um, that really, you know, that, that, that causes, I think a, a pretty tight bond for the rest of your, your life. Do you have that kind of bond with the girls at St. Rose? Like, I think like every single person you played with went on to play in college. Like, do you still connect with some of those girls? Obviously not the ones that are on your team. Oh, um, honestly, I would, wouldn't say as much to be honest, but Obviously, Jen and Lovin, like, right. the bond is just strong. So, <laughs> I mean, those are probably the main people I really, from high school, I would say, that I'm the closest with. But, yeah, that's about it. How excited were you to have Lovin join you guys uh, so this year? I'm so excited. I love Lovin. <laughs> she's, so, she's just fun, sweet, and, like, just a hard worker, too. So, it's just exciting. Did she kind of reach out to you guys and was like, listen, I'm, I'm done at St. Joe's. I want to try to find somewhere else. Or was it coach that came to you and said, hey, like this girl reached out, this woman reached out from from St. Joe's. Like how did that whole kind of thing mature? Because I'm sure Coach Bogus came to you and Jen and said, like, what do you know about, you know, what do you know right, about right. loving? Um, I feel like in the beginning it was just, it was like mentioned but not for sure kind of thing. So like I feel like I had an idea but – I was, you just don't know because it's just like, I don't want to ask the question and just let the recruiting go to, <laughs> let that stay with coach. But then found out she's coming on a visit and then it kind of just like added up and I was like, this could be really exciting. So once we found out she was actually fully committed, it was just like, yay. <laughs> it was just really exciting. What is, describe for me if you, the best way you can, what it's like playing for Coach Bogus. Uh, it's now been two years for you, or her second year. Um, you know, so you've, you'll have played with her for two years. Um, what is what is it like playing for Coach Bogus for, for people outside of this room that don't that don't necessarily know, that just see her on the sidelines during games? What is what is that like? It's been great. Um, definitely pushes you as a player, um, sees your potential, and just tries to build on that every day. And we'll see what the practices and – just everything leading up to it, like, she's going to get on you, but obviously coaches do that because they love you and just want you to be better. So I would definitely say definitely pushes well, me and everyone else to be better and just wants the best for everybody. So I think it's been pretty good two years. Sometimes when I stop by practice, I'll, I'll be, like, swinging through the gym and I'll stop and watch five, ten minutes. Like, it just seems like a lot of energy at practice, like a, a lot of, like – 
most of the time, very positive energy. Um, do you guys kind of feed off the energy of the coaching staff or specifically of, of coach Boggess? Yeah. Like the coaches sometimes, cause it happens to every team maybe, but like the energy could die down a little within the group, but like the coaches definitely play a role in firing back up, but she also wants us to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes we could feel the energy getting low. We just got to, well, like, like we say, juice. <laughs> you got to juice each other up. So um, we just, I don't know, we just have to find that inside us. And we find ways to just pick each other up throughout practice. And obviously they can help too. So it's like, it's a mix. I'll say a mix. <laughs> I agree with Greg. I mean, I, when I step over there, there's, there's, there's a ton of energy. And there's also, um, especially last year, it seemed like there was such a, um, you know, high sense of optimism for what what this program program could be. Um, you obviously are fr- from the short conference. We now have, I guess, five players um, with Kayla and Antonia from, from the shore. Um, did you know growing up um, and before you decided to come to Monmouth that, that this was a place where mo- women's basketball could be really successful? Was that, you know, something that you kind of feel in the shore area that – you know, this program's on the rise and, and has a chance to be really good? Yeah, um, definitely before coming here. I don't know. It was just, like, I wouldn't expect now, like, all the shore girls on this team. Like, it's just really, like, it's exciting and new because, like, when I first got here, it was just, what, me and Jen from the shore. And, like, just to see more adding on, like, the shore players, we have a lot of good talent down here, so – it's definitely really cool to see how much we've grown and, like, more short girls actually coming down here. So, I don't know. I think that growth is really cool to see. Yeah, becoming a viable option to stay home. Yeah, and it, I think it started with, started with you guys, and I mean, you came out of high school and Jen transferred in, and then last year you bring in Stella, which I know was, was huge. Um, how, how cool was that? I know – um, I'm sure you, you knew Stella previously. How cool was it to play with her for a year? Yeah, that was actually really cool because in high school, <laughs> she played at Manasquan, and we know the St. Rose Manasquan rival, but having her here was honestly amazing. I think Stella is just a wonderful player and just leader on the court. So having um, her last year here and being able to play with her, actually, and not against her, I think that was just a great experience and just amazing player overall. Yeah, we had her on the podcast last year, and she was um, really good. She she was funny and entertaining, and um, just gave a hundred percent. I think every time she stepped on the court, so uh, She's awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah. it was just it's just <laughs> it was the it felt like the building blocks of kind of what's going on now. In, in like my that'll mind. that'll be somebody you look back on. Um, you know, this group and these seniors and Stella, starting with Coach Bogus's first year, that you look back as kind of the blocks to building you know, a CAA championship contender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be start a little bit with that, and it's going to be this this class this year that kind of sets that foundation. Um, and who knows? Maybe they go out there and shock some people and, and, yeah, I'm in. and, and yeah. take one. I, I think everybody <laughs> in this building would be way on board with that, at least I know yeah. the communications folks would be. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> but I think it's it's good to hear, right, that, that the shorter – you know, this is becoming a viable option for girls from the shore. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, for you know years, how years, good years. the league is in the shore conference women's <laughs> ba- girls basketball. Um, it's it's just awesome to hear that 
we are now in the mix with some of those players. Yeah, and I think for years we got kind of killed in the in the press for like being like, oh, Mammoth doesn't recruit to shore. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I think we did recruit to shore. Um, I just think girls weren't choosing to come here. Right. So you know, until Lucy, until Lucy. <laughs> so maybe we have to not blame. We have to thank. Lucy Thomas, <laughs> for taking that step and coming to Monmouth and showing the door for the rest of the short conference athletes and being like, hey, uh, dopes, you should come here because the campus is beautiful and we play in a pretty nice building and now we're in the CAA. So I'm really right. excited uh, about the future of that, of bringing a couple more shore girls in. Uh, I hate to keep asking you about other players, but since you're the only women's basketball player we have on, you're like the spokesperson for the team. And Gary and I talked about having, you know, we wanted to have one of the seniors on and um, I was like, great, you know, we should, we should have Lucy on. So uh, somebody that coach talked about last year to me when we, when she first kind of first got here um, that I think is really showing her potential is, is Ariana Vanderhoop. Um, Every time, I'm at a game now, I, and if like I have my head down, I'm writing or whatever I'm doing. Like, oh, here's like basket by <laughs> Ariana Vanderhoop. Yeah, um, talk to us about her game and kind of how that's taking off. I mean, you've been here for all the years she's been here, like, and I feel like this year, like, she's really starting to kind of not plateau but kind of take off. Oh, for sure, yeah. Ari, hard worker, and seeing her growth is just amazing too. Um, great downhill attacker, great sh- shooter, pull-up game. Ari, I feel like, really just has a lot of different levels of scoring. And um, just seeing her take off in these past games is just amazing. And she's just doing her – she's just doing what she has to do out there. <laughs> but it's just really exciting to see. I love watching Ari play, so. Certainly is. She's fun to watch. Her, Bree Tinsley, is a, a kind of a new addition. Um, I didn't even really know that much about her until – uh, I started watching you guys playing. I was like, oh, where did this girl come from? I'm like, oh, Virginia Tech transfer. Uh, James Madison. James Madison. Oh, where did I say Virginia Tech? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, she's definitely All those talented. schools in Virginia. Whatever. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Um, Lucy, if you could, uh, you've played a lot of roles um, throughout your five years. Um, if you could go back personally, your favorite moment since you've been here, um, whether that's a personal um, achievement, whether it's been a big win, um, what's the one you look back on so far? And there could be more to come. Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, <laughs> um, I would say my buzzer beater at Manhattan. That was a really great moment for me. I don't know. That's just overall, it was a pretty good game. And then hitting my first, pretty sure that was my first buzzer beater in college. So <laughs> I think that was a special moment too. Did you know you were getting the ball there? Or was it just a play that the ball ended up in your hands? Oh, no, I knew I was getting the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Had that play run up for me. Is that um? Is that extra pressure, or is it just kind of like, I'm, I'm doing this? I feel like at the moment, I was just, I had a lot of adrenaline, and I was just ready for it, honestly. So, yeah, I would just say that. <laughs> just hope it goes in, right? Yeah, and it went in. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> well, I don't want to jinx anything. But you are well within striking distance of a thousand points. Um, is that something that you think about? Did you even have an idea? <laughs> I had a some clue about it, but <laughs> honestly, I feel like I don't want to overthink that too much. And 
just have it like just keep playing and see you know if I get closer to it but <laughs> I definitely obviously would love to achieve that so um yeah there's been some thought but can't think about it too much it will it would be a huge accomplishment and uh I am not going to jinx it we're not going to talk about <laughs> the number but it is certainly something over the next how many ever games that we will be keeping a keen eye on yeah I'm gonna be locked into that <laughs> score a thousand points is hard to do um yeah. it's, it's hard to do and you know you, you you've obviously played in a lot of games and you're you know finished out this season with with five years but the the COVID year was really I mean especially the, the what happened to you guys games, only yeah. played 13 games it was so sporadic like you know that year almost to me is like just a bonus like I, I'm glad they did what they did and and gave everybody gave everybody the extra year yeah. because um, you know, not to reflect too much on that year, but you guys really went through it that year, and and yeah, we to, to only playing thirteen <laughs> games, um, to, you know, to bounce back from that and and come back last year with, um, you know, with Coach Bogus coming and everything. I think you've probably been through a lot in this program that people don't even realize, and and everybody went through COVID, but I think everybody went through it differently, and and I know our women's basketball program for whatever reason just. That was a tough year. Definitely was a tough year. Definitely <laughs> was a tough year. A lot of late cancellations. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst about that year. I mean, there's a lot of things that stunk, but, like, the getting a phone call, like, three hours before a game, we were like, oh, hey, our game's off because somebody tested positive. It was like. Yeah, it was definitely rough with the two-week breaks and then <laughs> getting back in shape, getting out of shape. It was it was, just, it was a tough year. I think people on the outside didn't – I mean, if you're not in it every day, right, you don't realize, like, oh, well, they had two weeks off and, well, they could just play. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, they like they haven't run, they haven't <laughs> shot. Like, it's not you had two weeks off where you were, like, working out or in the gym. Right, like, yeah. you're in your room, like, you're isolated and you're quarantined and you're – potentially you could – could be sick, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, they came back and shot 31%. Like, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> like, they have right. been on court. Right. And so I think that's something together. people didn't really see on the outside, right? right? Absolutely. So your next couple games uh, coming up, you're at LaSalle tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you can watch that game on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, have you guys done the scout for LaSalle yet? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've been um, – Looking at them, looking at personnel, and just excited to play them, honestly. I think it's going to be really good competition, and um, we're working on the things we have to work on in practice yesterday, today, and just going over what they do and just getting as most prepared as we can be just to go out and get a win. Yeah. Uh, um, more importantly, well, I won't say more importantly, Coach Boggs punching me in the face. Uh, <laughs> more importantly from where I sit is a home game, this Saturday, December 10th, against Dartmouth, Ivy League opponent coming in here. Uh, it's uh, holidays with the Hawks. You know, bring your uh, donated toys and gifts. Uh, give give a gift, get a gift, meaning if you bring some gifts, uh, you will get uh, a gift from us, meaning uh, some giveaways, uh, some ticket incentives, stuff like that. Uh, I, I have, I think... I could be wrong because I haven't done the research, shame on me. But I think the home crowds have been slowly getting better and better and better. Um, I was here for the NJCU game, which you think, okay, it's a D3 opponent. Like, how many people, you know, it is all right, it's our home opener, but 
And there were like a, a decent amount of people there, and it was pretty loud at times. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I think that like the words getting out, like that this team's fun to watch and, and fun to come. So, what um, what's your best pitch to get people to come out and watch the Monmouth Hawks here? <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> what am I what am I gonna get if I come to watch Lucy Thomas and the Hawks? Oh, when <laughs> most that's, importantly, that's the most importantly, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just feel like you're gonna see a team that just is really working hard, and I feel like having the crowds we've been getting, and hopefully we get more people. It's just nice to see the support from friends, family, staff, and just like everyone who just like wants to come watch us play, and just hopefully it builds up more and more people come out and wanting to see us. So that would be the best part about it, but. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and they the, this team completely deserves the support. Uh, everybody talks about what it what it, we've talked about what a big uh, women's basketball area the shore is. Um, well, what better place than to come see some high level than than here at Monmouth? Yeah, hundred percent, and I agree with you. The crowds have have been better and better, and and five and three with a lot of close games will do that. Um, That's true. You know, unfortunately, the the winter break. Um, presents some some issues but the more you win the more people are going to come out and and i think that's um been evident so far with, with so no pressure yeah. <laughs> yeah no i you know listen winning brings fans right that's that's part of the it's, deal yeah. it is truthful at every level of sport every level of sport from the nfl down to whatever down to, to middle school probably um so we usually like to wrap up the interview with like fun little more personal like sit back and relax type questions okay. <laughs> uh do you want to lead off this time no, okay you, can go. you want me to go. Yeah, you can go i go to this i don't know why i ask this one all the time but it's it's just because i find it so interesting mm-hmm. um what is one movie or tv show that like when you're flipping through the channels you have to stop and like watch oh that's a good one <laughs> like one thing you're like oh i gotta watch this uh, I definitely put New Girl on a lot. <laughs> oh, the show, the New Girl. Okay. Yeah, that one movie. I'm a big Marvel fan, so if I'm scrolling, I'm gonna stop. I'm on a Marvel movie for sure. <laughs> That's excellent because they're very good. Gary has yes. probably seen none of them. Not, not a single one. Really? Clown. Oh, you should really get into Marvel. Yeah, you should do like Mark did and start them out uh, chronologically. Yeah. There's. I feel like I'm so far behind now. Yeah, but it's not yeah, like. But- <laughs> watching a movie it's not no, working out like like i'm so far behind like i'm not gonna start training for a marathon <laughs> <laughs> like that's a lot of work we're saying go put iron man on and watch it like like that's not well maybe i'll have to Definitely they're good entertaining watch. i mean listen if you're looking for like you know although some of them are kind of in-depth there's like social cues in there and um they're funny some of them are really funny yeah some of them are really funny like thor ragnarok is a <laughs> really a funny movie. movie that's a great movie. we have not watched thor love and thunder at the house yet though i fell oh, asleep really? i fell asleep and my kids are making fun of me <laughs> guardian but, of the galaxies those are funny too. very funny great, great movies. movies gary no we may as well be speaking mandarin <laughs> another right. language he's like guardians of the commercials and i know people that i know are men's team uh i was with them they went and watched oh yeah they went to black uh, panther black panther yes, I've seen that we're recently. in illinois 
Yeah. We got to get uh, Christmas break. I'm I'm dragging my kids. I don't have to drag them. I'm taking them. <laughs> I'm dragging I'm sure them. They like, would be happy to. Right. Like we're going to the dentist. Oh, hey, yeah. We're going to go see a movie. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little behind. We got to watch Thor Love and Thunder and we got to go to, uh, we got to go to Black Panther 2, which I'm pumped about. How have you always been into to Marvel movies? Or did you get into them at a certain point in college or? No, I, I've actually always been into them. Yeah. And then just stuck with it and. They're so good. They're so good. Super entertaining. Yeah. Pre-game soundtrack is what? This might be not a shocker, but I like a lot of, I'll mix it. It's a mix of either R&B and rap. So. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like either calm vibes or pump up vibes. It's a little bit of both. So. Do you like go every other track? Like, are you like, oh, (laughs) nice R&B, smooth sounds. And then you're like right into like. Kodak Black. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a mix. It's just a mix. Yeah. It'll be like a couple, maybe rap, and then oh, a few R&B. It's just, yeah. The vibe right. changes a if lot. I, if I know anything about college athletics, the pregame music is one of the most important things that goes on in a Very program. Very important. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to be down on the court and have the pregame music where everybody's singing along or mouthing the words, and then go upstairs where the mostly older group of people are like what is this you're playing and i'm like uh, listen when, during the game the music is for everybody pre-game the music is for the athletes it's just the way well, it what's, is and i don't know what what you do personally Lucy, but it's funny for me um when our teams are like oh we need this you know xyz songs on the playlist but then you go out like nine to four game everybody has their headphones <laughs> on anyway so they don't even hear it um well, for us, when we're warming up, we don't really wear our headphones and stuff. So, like, when we hear the music over the thing. So, that is a vitally important it's part. It's really important. <laughs> okay. That's no pressure. Hyped. Yeah. Well, and, and you're talking about the pre-warm-up warm-up with headphones. I mean, it's not like when you're oh, going through late, no. organized no, lamp. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. People okay. got the... People got, like, the random in. couple people filter out of the locker room. Yeah, jacking like, up. Two hours and ten shots. minutes for yeah. the game. Yeah. Young Drew's trying to set up cameras, and he's dodging errant. Long shot passes, long shots. People, nobody loves to take half court shots more than um, basketball managers. Yes, yeah, I hate it. Yes. I got to be honest. That's one of the few things I hate. Like, come on, like go out there and shoot Even foul like, shots or something. You know, like you can't just go shoot right three pointers. No, jerks. <laughs> and I only care because it could screw up the camera equipment. I don't really care what you do. Half point. All right. Uh, since we we're in the holiday spirit. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, okay. Um, I have two. Nice. <laughs> um, this Christmas by Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. And then Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Those so two good. Two my really son good was kind of making fun of me the other day because Mistletoe <laughs> by Just, Justin Bieber came on one of the series stations. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this song. And he was like, what? And he's 12. He's like, what? He's like, this is a Justin Bieber song. I was like, yeah, I'm not listening to Justin Bieber any other time. <laughs> but in the Christmas time, I'm putting it on. Now, there yeah. was something this morning. I can't remember what it was. But because I like the song Mistletoe, it was a Justin Bieber cover, which all of these, most of these Christmas songs are covers at this point. And uh, it was bad. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but it was bad. And I had to turn it off. I was like, I wish Frank was in the car right now. Because oh. I'd be like, look, I'm turning this Bieber song off. But those like, are two I good like choices. And Bieber does a great job. He does, but not with this song. I don't remember what it was. But <laughs> it was bad. What about you, Gary? What's your favorite 
uh, uh, Run Run Rudolph. Really? Best, yeah. Best oh, song. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like at Home Alone when they run down the thing, that's what they play. Sure. That was like one of the first Christmas songs I could ever like remember because of that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's always just been with me. I love Christmas music. I love, I love everything yeah, about I love Christmas, Christmas too. Uh, when is it appropriate to start listening to Christmas music? Oh, see. When I, do you make the flip? Right, like after Thanksgiving. Okay. Like it's Christmas mode right after there. Sure. Because there the are some people the, out there. I roll right into November 1st. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> you fit in at my house. I love Christmas. The girls, I came downstairs for breakfast on like November 3rd. And <laughs> Christmas music was playing. I was like, guys. Thanksgiving's in like three weeks. Pump the brakes. Like, can we respect <laughs> to be the turkey? To, I've said this. I might have even said this on the last podcast. It, to me, it's just one giant holiday. Mm. You roll right through the holiday season. Thanksgiving, and Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. It's all one big group. Yeah, like after Halloween, just roll right into that. I love Thanksgiving, so it's Thanksgiving. Like, I think you should have your tree up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's a, that's the wild. The day after, we usually get our tree. See? That... <laughs> We're going on Thursday to get our tree, <laughs> and we were. I complain about it's it. It's embarrassing. But my, we had a real tree, and my wife is like, "How long am I expected to be vacuuming up needles for?" <laughs> I'm like, "We got these three kids. One of them three can do it. <laughs> you don't have to do it. So we made these kids like get to work." So yeah, Thursday. I, I'm a, I'm a little bummed that it's. I mean, that's already December eighth. Like it's, it's, it's too late. Crazy. When do you take <laughs> the tree down? Well, it depends on who you talk to. I'm like a, a big. I'm a New guy? Year's Day. No, I'm no. I'm a New Year's Day guy. Yeah. Like my New Year's Day usually is take the tree down and then watch college football. My wife, <laughs> the morning we wake up on December 26th, she'll be like, "When can we take the tree down?" And it all has See, to do with these damn party was that kind of. Well, I, I thought she, she might loves, appreciate a nice tree. She loves the holidays. She actually does like the finishing touches with the crap we wrap around the tree. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, ribbon or something like tinsel no no we go ribbon but i think it's the needles and i won't budge on i gotta have a real tree i do like a real tree yeah it's you awesome. always get a real tree <laughs> yeah continue that into your yeah, long old age for sure <laughs> because i had a real tree and then my mom went to a fake tree and i said like when i have my own family like we are riding with a real tree now i understand why you don't do it yeah i can't I you would burn the whole house down because you get a tree up on well, I don't November have enough. 1st. I live in an apartment. There's not enough room for a real tree. I would love to. Um, I grew up with a real tree. As soon as I purchase a house of my own, I will always have a real tree. Yeah. Um, but I also put my tree up very, very early. Um, so, so it might be in bad shape by the time Christmas rolls around. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Although there's like all sorts of tricks. So I have this like you know based on our job, and now basketball season starts earlier every year. Sure. So we're gonna be playing <laughs> in October, September one. Yeah. Um, yep. So that first week when football's still playing, basketball's about to get started, I have to get my tree up then because November is so crazy. We're on the road. We're mm. flying. We're traveling. And it's Thanksgiving. Life in a mid-major. So I, got, so I got to get the tree up early <laughs> so that it's there. You ever think of what it's like to be like at a high major where they just have everybody come to them? Yeah, I, I've thought about it, yeah. Like, <laughs> like we played Virginia. Men, the men played Virginia, and we were down there, and I was looking at their schedule, and I was like, Home, home. Yeah. Home, home, home. Really? Oh, that's a nice game. Home, 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 home. And then, like, some like, awesome tournament. And <laughs> right. Like, and then they're either the going Bahamas. to, like, the Bahamas mm-hmm. or they're playing at, like, MSG. Mm-hmm. Home, home, <laughs> home, home. ACC. That, that's how the other half live. That's all right. We're road warriors here. Yep. Well, Lucy, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, guys. We know how busy you are in, in season. Um, so it's always tough. But, like, that's when we want to talk to the athletes because it's happening. 
Oh, thank you for having me. It was a great opportunity. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. And come see Lucy Thomas and the Mammoth Hawks on Saturday, December 10th, against Dartmouth at 2 p.m. Bring a gift for some Toys for Tots. I don't know if it's Toys. It's not Toys for Tots. It's the MSAC. Uh, we go to the Shraw School, I think. Or no, we go to one of the local middle schools now. I don't know. I've been here too long. We've we've switched it up. <laughs> anyway, come see them. Bring something. Get a gift. Watch this team. Lucy Thomas, 105 career games. Closer than you think to 1,000 points. Not going to talk <laughs> about it. Thank you very much for spending the Thank time. You guys so Thanks, much. Lucy. Thank you. coming you know what that means temperature dropping snowflakes you don't want to be just bundled up with a hat scarf in your house because you have busted heating probably should call edison heating and cooling they provide full hvac services to businesses and residents in central jersey which is a thing visit edisonhvac.com to schedule your repair for installation today. Gary, for the second time since 2019, Monmouth University, small, private, Division I school on the Jersey Shore, has a finalist, top three finalist, for the Walter Payne Award. Announced yesterday. Well, now it's not Monday because this is not going to air <laughs> today. Uh, Jaden Sheridan. Does anybody deserve it more than, than, I mean? No. He's been it's sick. What he did was sick. No. Ridiculous. I I had the pleasure of doing uh, mouth football on the radio this year, uh, primarily as an analyst with, with Eddie and Matt. Um, and I was obviously at every home game. My favorite, I think, part about it, doing social media like we do, doing being on the radio, is when Jaden would take about two steps and then they would already launch into their touchdown call, but he was only at like the, the 36 yards. <laughs> right, nobody was That was him. my favorite part about it. I watched, he would take like two steps past the guy and Matt would be like, there he goes. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to score. People would take wicked angles against him. It's like ridiculous. All right, like they pull out the mental protractor and figure out where they got to start running to try to meet him and – I don't think there was one time he got caught. I mean, fifth. there was a long run at Villanova that he got knocked out of bounds like inside the 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, our our creative guy, Brady Weaver, was putting together some video last week and, and into uh, this week for Jaden. And we were watching some of the clips, and, and he showed that one. I was like, oh, I'll run that back. And he was like, oh, did, I, did I do something wrong? I was like, no, I just I can't believe he got knocked yeah, out of bounds. I can't believe bounds. he got caught. Right. It's not even caught. It's just an angle. It's not getting caught is being chased down from behind. No, he didn't get caught. It was like a safety that was playing deep. <laughs> yeah. was able to 30 yards off the ball playing prevate against the run. Cause Jane Sheeran's that good, but that's a pretty big deal. I mean, for those of you who don't know the, the, the Walter Payton award is essentially the FCS uh, version of the Heisman and um, Pete Guerrero in 2019 uh, was a finalist. He finished tied for third and now Jaden is, is is a finalist, and that's I, I'm going to have to go back and look, but I don't know how many um, 
private schools, I mean, probably Villanova, uh, have had multiple top three finalists. Um, you know, usually it's the big state schools that, you know, have more resources and, and traditionally have a ton more success. But uh, Jaden totally deserves it. And he did it as a sophomore. Sophomore. And who <laughs> didn't even play in the first game. Shame on us. I mean, I think he had six carries in the first game, and then we kind of figured it out now. The offensive line was still, was still, uh, you know, was still gelling at that point. And I think on a lot of those long runs, and and you'd have to get Coach Kevin Callahan Jr. in here. Like you, you got to give props to the wide receivers. I mean, they're on the edge. They're they're blocking like those corners and those defensive backs are the ones who are going to make those tackle touchdown saving tackles. And it's just awesome to watch Jaden just make a crazy cut and go. Uh, that's the thing. I was I was looking at some video last week. Uh, trying to do some stuff, and just the cuts he makes, like to make people miss, it's just insane. Like I would hate to try to tackle him. It, it, you give him a little bit of space, and he's and he's gonna score. Gonzo, and it it was just crazy to watch. He deserves it so much. Um, mm-hmm. and, Great kid, and, and I hope that um, he can go down to Frisco and and make some noise, and and we'll see what happens. Right, there's three finalists. All three guys have crazy numbers, as crazy you would numbers. expect. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it's a voting process, and we'll, we'll see what uh, what the votes end up shaking out like. But here's the good news, Greg. Uh, he's going to have another shot at it next year because he's only a sophomore. Only a sophomore. Hopefully he'll have two more shots at Monmouth with it. Uh, flipping over to men's basketball, gets their first win the other night. Um, pretty, I mean, the score ended up being closer because Manhattan went on a little bit of a run, but a pretty dominant effort. I mean, the defense was there and the yeah, rebounding was there. that one. That would have been a, a it would have been unjust if Manhattan had come back and won that game because, <laughs> because Monmouth was the better team for the entire game. Um, yeah, I know the lead shrunk a little bit in the second half and I'm sure everybody was nervous just like we <laughs> were. Everybody a little uncomfortable. Um, but hey, they, they got to win. Miles Ruth, 21 points. Um, career high. Two straight games with a career high starting to Hopefully, come into his own a little bit, uh, and you know it's been a transition for him as as cut the turnovers down being a little a point, bit. Right, being a point guard and and hasn't um, you know had to really shoulder the load like that in his career. Um, Jack Collins, rookie of the week, first CAA honor for men's basketball. Um, he deserves it. Obviously, um, he's just fun to watch, and I think he's already become a fan favorite. He's only played two home games, and people already are loving. Um, what they see out of Jack Collins. Um, it was just a, a good win. I think they got some good contributions. Jaden Doyle was really good off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, he, had a, he had a nice game. Uh, Teron Allen, second half Teron, been unbelievable. He just continues just warms to... Warms up. He just continues to, you know, back people down as a guard, and he's hit so many runners off the glass, it's unbelievable. Um, he's got a little bit... Of Husky bullying him, not from a ball handling aspect, but just from like a powerful guard. Like he's right. he gets going downhill and he's really hard to stop. Yeah, and he's got some pretty decent finishing moves. He's you know his mid range I think is coming along a little bit more. Uh, that's a little bit more. I think this is more of the Tron Allen you and I talked about mm-hmm. just in a friendly conversation we thought we'd see this year. Yeah, no, and and, and his brother can dance better than anybody. His I've ever brother's seen. a great dancer, unbelievable. It's dancer. it's early, right? I mean, you you. Get caught up in it, and you, you're zero and eight. Nobody wants to be zero and eight. And Coach Rice doesn't want to be zero and eight, and the kids Nobody don't want to be zero eight. But you get a win. A couple tough games this weekend. Um, they got Princeton and Syracuse. Um, <laughs> it's going to be battles. Yeah, 
Yes. Um, I think it's my fourth trip to the uh, to the dome. To the dome. It's which, not. It, it's they got a fancy name now. They sold uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's no longer the Carrier Dome. It's the something wireless dome. A wireless company I've never. Uh, I don't. I don't know much about. But um, yeah. This weekend we got Princeton and Syracuse. Greg, I know you'll be joining me for a uh, a trip up to to upstate. A little Syracuse run for us. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a basketball game there. Um, I have seen several, so I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I don't. Uh, First game I saw there was the women's NIT in 2011. Mm, Eddie, Eddie hit a three. Pointer. Eddie hit a three pointer during pregame warmups. Sure. No, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, we still have to figure out what we're doing for the Eagles Giants game. Yeah, it's a, that's yeah. going to be a conversation later today to see when we're going up. But mm-hmm. um, I really I, there's I mean I. I want to go to Tully's so bad. Such a good eating spot up there. That's all I've been thinking about. I've never been there. But. It's great. Great chicken fingers. Really good chicken fingers. I'm great better. honey mustard. Big drinks. It's a good place. But better anyway, than no. Di- better than the dinosaur. <sighs> well, it's just different, right? Like, dinosaur barbecue is, is like an institution up there. But I don't know. Like, in a perfect world, you hit both of them up over a two-day span. I just don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to be tough. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see a game in the dome. Everybody talks about how great it is. Um, you know, see how this team kind of—it's another high major. It's going to be like our fourth, I think. Uh, those are tough games with a young team. You know, everybody assumes because we've we've knocked off so many of those during Coach Rice's career that like we're just going to go up there and compete. And it's like, well, wait a minute, guys. You know, take ten minutes, step, take a step back, and look at you know some of the things they have to offer and the history and the money the Carmelo Anthony practice center and the Carmelo <laughs> Anthony practice center. Like, look at that. And then, then you, you know, look what we have and we have what it's nice, but it's just, it's a different level. Um, so, and when you bring an experienced team up there, yeah, like it, those kids don't care, right? Like almost like a chip on your shoulder. But when you bring a young team up there, I think that gets to them a little bit like, Whoa, I've watched this team in the NCAA tournament for the last 12 years, 15 years. Now I'm on this court, and and it's going to take some getting used to. So we'll see. You know they've they're going to have a chip on their shoulder because they got knocked off by two mid majors already, mm-hmm. which got to be the first time in Bayheim's career that's happened. Probably. Um, I can see why Colgate beat him. Colgate's really good. Really good. And I think Bryant's a good team too. I think they got some they got some dudes up there. So that's men's basketball over the next couple of days. Of course, then you're going to come back here and watch them play uh, right here at the Ocean First Bank Center. Get your tickets soon. Uh, track and field opened up, had three winners. Oh, excuse me. Four winners at the Rutgers holiday classic in New York city last weekend, uh, including Tennessee Tremaine, who we had on the show when Eddie was still my co-host and he was just awesome. So I loved it when I got the press release the other night from, uh, Schrager, Ryan Schrager that said, uh, Tennessee Tremaine won in that event because I was like, all right, cool. Like, uh, he What's was a guy? great interviewee, and now he he's winning. So so hats off to him. Um, you know, I did see that uh, we did get the uh, picking up where we left off. Uh, Mujiba Lee was named the CAA Men's Performer of the Week um, after posting the top throw in both the weight and the shot, uh, which is awesome. You know that the, the team just gets better. Just and better. Pencil in your Monday for track and field weekly awards. Yeah, definitely, and it's it's cool because you know it's a step up like everything else was, and 
Uh, Coach Nelson is continuing that tradition of kind of getting that team going. Uh, looks like this Friday we'll be at the uh, Wagner Seahawks shootout at Staten Island. Uh, Staten Island must just be filled with track events because I feel like we go there uh, for somebody's event every week, which is good. I mean, well, they listen, that whole facility. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean Breeze, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's apparently a great track facility, and, um, you know, we're, we're at the UPenn Select Meet. That will be at Staten Island. We'll also be at the Villanova Invitational in January, also at Staten Island. Uh, so I think it's just a great, and it's a local indoor, you know, spot. Like, you don't have to go far. You know, you go to the Fast Track Invitational, the Garden State Track Club Invitational, and the CAA Indoor Championships, all held at Staten Island. So I feel like we should just get a permanent parking space out there and maybe some locker rooms, and that's going to be the winter home of the Hawks. Uh, last thing I want to bring up before we uh, head in, head close it down for the week is um, Matt Nunnally in the swimming and diving team. Really good showing at the ECACs this weekend. Uh, I believe the men were third. Correct. Uh, I know Coach Nunnally was pumped about that. And the, and the women were fifth. Um, and the best part was to me is that there were a couple, um, well, I guess really only two, but there were a couple CA schools behind us. You know, and this is our first time kind of swimming against them as conference uh, opponents. So uh, big time efforts out there in the in the pool. That team, like we mentioned last time, has been kind of going through it. Don't have a home right now because of the ceiling collapsed at the Ralph Steadman Auditorium. Uh, I've gotten word that um, that ceiling is fixed. There were some mechanical breakdowns with some of the pumps and stuff. Uh, so they're trying to get that up and going as fast as they can. So hats off to Coach Nunnally and his squad. Uh, because they have had to train um, off campus, which is um, not something you expect at a collegiate team. But, uh, you know, Murphy's Law, I guess, if, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, they battled through it and uh, just getting the season up and, and going here. Um, so excited for what, what the swim team has um, to offer. I know that uh, they've they've been competing for a couple months, but – Really, the winter starts to take off, and this now they really dive into their championship um, season. No, no pun, pun intended. intended at all, really. Yeah. Um, at Monmouth, certainly no pun intended. No, no, absolutely not. We don't have diving. We do not. But, yeah, excited for uh, Coach Donnelly's squad as they uh, embark in another year in uh, a, a first year in the CAA. Well, the next time we talk, the Eagles will have pounded the New York Giants. I can't wait for that game. I'm very very excited. excited. Thanks for keeping it here. Like and subscribe. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Oh, you thought I was done. But uh, I just wanted to let the uh, outro play. Like, subscribe. I love when I see, before we even get a chance to promote it, that there are downloads. That means people are subscribed and they are um, auto-downloading it. So uh, until next week when we'll have a whole new guest, which Gary and I haven't even talked about yet. you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth.
Let's be healthy together.